0: Reverend Vemiel here. Wanted to speak to you a little bit about Urianism. I say Reverend Vemiel, speaking of, well, there is no such thing as reverend in Urianism, actually. You're either a priest or or you're on the ladder to becoming a priest and there are various names for those who are climbing through the different levels of training and service but it's perhaps easier just to say reverend I'm certainly no one who seeks to be revered I was contemplating Orionism and it's difficulty. It is very difficult to find fellowship. It's difficult to find people who are willing to walk the path. If you read the teachings in the book called the Aye, it is, uh, or if as it's pronounced various ways, um, if you read the, the teachings you quickly realize that it's it's beyond religion. It's a hard path. It's hard because it require it's well it's a lifestyle. It's 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 about well, it's in the word, Urian um, from heaven in the Hebrew. It's about adopting a mentality of being from heaven while on Earth, a representative, an emissary of heaven while on Earth. But in truth, it's not about being religious. Urianism, from heavenism is a mystical path. It's a path for mystic, for mystics. For people who want to be mystics. That is to have a mystical or internal. uh, Sublime. uh, Supernatural connection with the divine. There's a lot of things in the teachings that trigger people. Trigger religious people and secular people alike. um, Turn them right off. Mysticism has always been. For the few, not for the many. Hermits living in the caves in in the Judean desert. No, the desert fathers and desert mothers—they called them back in the time of Christ. The Essenes and their Qumran uh, community out in the middle of nowhere. The the Jewish mystics. Seeking the Kabbalistic path um, by living again like hermits usually. Always, the path of the mystic has been a path of loneliness, of loneliness rather. Um, It's very much like the ideal of the monk. Monk means one. A monk is seeking a one-on-one relationship with God Uh, a lot of the argument in Urianism that you know we need more people we need more people um, and that's the so much an argument as the angst we need more people there's very few of us barely what would be considered a coven in in the pagan circles and it's online it's been online for years and years yet each of us is offline living it individually and that individually is, is really the, the crux of the issue. It's very hard to walk a religious path alone. But it's very natural and normal and even necessary when you're walking the path of a mystic. A magi. A, a person seeking that one-on-one internal experience of God. Every day... I get on my knees and I worship the Lord and I sing praises from the heart and that isn't a boast I have experiences with God every day I see at times when I really let my heart pour out to God the room fills with a smoke like quality that's been witnessed by others it's a a mystical path is a a path of towards ecstasy or a static experience and it's achieved through really pouring yourself into into the goal of connecting with god in a personal way if your goal in urianism is i got to find other urians you're missing the point if your goal in urianism is to i got to read the book and, and, and go through the, the you know, check in the boxes, you're missing the point. The methodology of touching the hand of God, as in Michelangelo's painting in the Sistine Chapel, the hand of man that reaches out and God reaches back. God is always reaching for us. is, it, is what's called a, a static worship or a or aesthetic devotion to and you see this now in ancient Gnosticism we often call ourselves universal Gnostics Gnostics that's a trigger word for a lot of people because the modern the modern Gnostic is very is very different is not what we are when we say we're Gnostic that is only a word employed in its original meaning, which is Gnosis, knowledge to know, to directly experience the Divine, uh, a personal revelation of God, a personal revelation of the Divine, the Spirit, and thereby a personal connection and, and relationship with that otherness, that allness, that wholeness and that oneness that is God, the unity, the crux, the nexus, the beginning and the end, the source. And that was experienced by ancient Gnostics through various means, mainly ritualistic, the use of divine names or the um, chanting, um, various drama plays. Shamans do the same thing that's what they're in a sense now they often experience nature spirits, which Orion teachings would call the elders um or the elemental powers of the universe. but the shamanistic methodology is still a gnostic like methodology. It's to connect with something higher and bigger in their case through the use of ethnogens and again ritualized and sacred use of such things and sacred rituals. Um, when I say ritual, another trigger word for religious people, and we are religiously mystic as Urians, but uh, we, we believe in the personal God, etc., etc., but in the sense of the shamanistic experience is, an exp- is, is to directly reach out and to what they consider the sublime and the divine in in the same way now born again christians will never will will never own this because the word gnostic is offensive to them and the word mystical is offensive to them and yet they born again when i say born again i mean i'm actually referring to charismatic born agains those who are bathed in the holy spirit through ecstatic worship they they sing and they praise and they they lift their hearts and they they pour themselves out on, at the altar of God in the, their understanding of God and in doing so experience what can only be considered miracles now to outsiders it's all it's all insanity it's all just just foolishness but if you let yourself let your guard down and you just open your heart and you go in among them and you just go with it wow you will experience some powerful things and you will be uplifted and from that you go to the whirling dervishes spinning themselves into an ecstatic state and 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 focusing on intense love of of all of the of God and God's creation now it is of note that the charismatic movement is not purely evangelical it's also seen among catholics and in other sects and other uh forms of religion their ecstatic worship has always been the innermost sanctum the innermost uh heart the, thro- the burning passionate heart of any living religion and urianism is really about that taking that burning heart that heart of light and and fire for god and 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 making it central um, if you're going to the al- your personal altar, which every Urien is, we're we're given seven devotions, and in those seven devotions is the idea of forming a personal relationship with God through daily prayer and meditation and worship and st- and you know study as in reading from the scriptures and contemplati- contemplation as in thinking about what you just read and thinking about the meaning of life in general. And, and, and also fellowship, which we can primarily get online. And lastly, through service, random acts of kindness, if you will. Uh, because, you know, if you have a relationship with God, uh, well, God's primary will for his people is, is service to others, uh, to make the world a better place, to help others along the path, out of the world, really. And, and the ultimate goal of Urianism is to overcome the world. Uh, through that relationship with god if you're just going to the altar every day and and kind of going through the motions because you think you have to it's pretty dull but if you're going to the altar and you're pouring out your guts to god if you're if you're just letting your heart sing and open up to god and you worship and just worshiping him in a place of real love and passion you're going to get something out of it if you're going to your studies if you're Opening the book, pray first. Open that book and pray, and 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 have a question in your mind and heart, and and the book will answer it. it. May not be the answer you're you're hoping for. It may even seem obscure, but in contemplation, it may make sense. If you're having this passionate relationship, well, it's like a, a relationship with your spouse. If you have a passionate, loving relationship, well, that's a heck of a lot more of a relationship. Then, if you're just kind of dully going through the motions of a marriage, maybe sleeping in separate rooms, barely talking to each other, living separate lives, if you're not married to your best friend you're have i don't know the point. my wife of eighteen years was my best friend of all time i mean as far as humans go she was she was it. it was shown to me in a in an ecstatic vision uh that my wife was actually a gift from god I, uh, like God's love placed in my life in a human form and she put up with me like a saint and and God bless her for it um, And then she passed on which is at the time a horrific Thing, but then I realized with all this she was partially deaf So with COVID coming on She would have had a really hard time with the whole thing and now the state the world's in perhaps God Give her a gift by lifting her up out of this world early, but neither here nor there, in ecstatic devotion unto God, in other words, really putting yourself in there, getting yourself worked up, you'll find power in your life. You will find miracles, you will find synchronicities, as we often talk about, the path of signs. If you're living the Orion life, you're looking for the signs that guide you every day. Sometimes it's a word that'll jump out at you from a billboard or a bumper sticker or, or just a sign on the street. Sometimes it's a, a piece of a song that speaks right to you. And you just know because the Spirit within you, the Spirit of God, is guiding you and showing you the signs. You are moved and you walk in the Spirit. You're not living for the world. You're living for the, for God. God's revelation in your life, God's, God's uh, trail of breadcrumbs, if you will. The synchronicities, the coincidences that show you which way to go. And that is a very different thing than just going through the motions of, of devotion. And, and it's not about how many people we have as Urians. It's not about um, how popular we are. There's a lot of paths out there that are really good with a lot more members, and if you want to go seek them, you go right ahead. I mean, I I would re, uh, highly recommend, uh, you know, real Sufism, not New Age Sufism, but Islamic Sufism, because at least there's a personal God at the core and the hope of eternal life given with that. Eternal life as a, as a spiritual being, rather than, you know, as just some energy floating around in the universe. Um, in a lot of mystical paths, that's the difference between religious mysticism and uh, mysticism in general. Um, religious mysticism tends to have that that element of of uh, God and angels and you know the Jacob's ladder, as it were, um, living a, a life of devotion. Just like the original Gnosticism was a very ascetic, um, monkish if you will in a simpler term monkish like religion it was very much about the material world is a prison for the spirit the soul and we and we are kept in this prison by the archons and the demiurge the god of the world if you if you wish and his servants his minions which we call the the powers and the princes the vain powers of the world the vain gods the idols Um, we see as living conscious archetypes really even but in Orionism the goal is the same it's to overcome the world and that and overcoming the world is is through a personal relationship with the divine whether you call that divine Jehovah or Yahweh or Yahshua or or Zervon or whatever we see the faces of the eternal one as as facets on a diamond countless facets the one god has been revealing it his herself through in almost every religion since time began the pagan religion still had a most high god they had a, a first mover, a, a, a prime, and they usually and the difference there is the polytheistic religions always have stories how they overthrew that god or pushed him aside, um, which seems like a consistent theme, because the material world always seeks to assert itself over the spiritual world. The powers that be, the archons in Gnosticism, the demons in Christianity, they seek to be gods, to be worshipped as gods. The gods of your heart. The gods of the material and vain world. The gods that keep you bound here. The gods that keep you reincarnating over and over and over. The lusts and appetites and things of this world that keep you attached here and desiring to return over and over. The, the heavens that people experience in the Orion teachings and are localized heavens, if you will. They are temporary recesses. In between classes, as they'll tell you, you got to go back and finish your your lessons, and they'll tell you that forever, because this is a ranch of souls. Urianism asserts that this is a a farm, a soul farm, if you will. Every time you reincarnate, you give up your your personality, your identity, and it's archived. It's no more than an old home movie about someone you don't recognize ever again. You if you want to get off the wheel off of the the merry-go-round if you will um, that's the goal of Urianism. that's the goal of the mystic experience the gnostic experience that's the the crux of the the absolute highest achievement in the gnostic path is to overcome the world and that is achieved through that personal relationship and that personal relationship only works if you really put your heart into it. If you're not willing to put your heart into it, if you're not willing to put your energies into it, it's, it's not going to work. You're going to wind up right back here. Uh, amnesia again, another blank with a basic uh, matrix of personality, But and that same matrix of personality therefore is going to lead you right back to the same mistakes and right back here again. Urionism it is difficult to make into a the force that we would like it to be in the world a force to transform the world into instead of a machine that keeps souls imprisoned here a a a, a more how would you put it was to make the world change the world from a beast without conscience into a being of consciousness of conscience and consciousness to lift mankind as a whole toward the transcendent and ascendant. Even towards epicness we always say to be a, to have an epic future, an epic vision for mankind. Uh, to become a super spiritual race. A a, a a hyperdimensional race of beings, of light and, and, and divinity. In a sense angels. Angelic like. But more than that to be immortal sons and daughters of the Most High God. That, that is what we would like to see for the future of humankind. But to, it's always been difficult to get people to believe in the Gnostic path. And, and I don't recommend modern Gnosticism, which is basically Luciferianism now, so, and, and has made Lucifer into the hero of the story and God into the villain. Um, and has embraced libertine values, and and has rejected the asceticism of the past, and and has really just embraced the world. And uh, it's just wokeism, really, um, and all that that entails. So that's all for today. God bless you, and peace be unto you.